Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich, and I'm going to welcome you to this special edition of the podcast as we celebrate the founding of our nation 247 years ago, the Declaration of Independence. We want to encourage you to follow us, subscribe on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us and subscribe there. We want to encourage you to be following Jesus and joining with him as we seek to uh, receive the blessings of his promise that we fly like an eagle. And uh, what a great image, the flying like an eagle for July 4th weekend, for July 4th week, as we celebrate here in the United States. We live in the greatest country that has ever existed, in my opinion. And I believe that that's not just my opinion, but that's actual reality. That's actual fact. It's a miraculous beginning of our nation on July 4th, 1776. And I also believe that we um, often forget about the founding of our nation. We get together and we blow up, in our case, the city of Lincoln, and um, you know, just light all of our money on fire and blow it sky high into the air. And we do we take time, though, to remember, to reflect, to understand who we are, where we've come from, and how blessed we are to live in the United States. What a miracle it was that our country was founded. So we want to take time today. It's going to be a different kind of podcast. I want to read to you, actually, a portion of the Declaration of Independence from July 4th, 1776. And then I want to share with you the stories, uh, some quotes from a couple of the people who were founders of our nation. So that's what we'll do today. Just um, sit back, relax, enjoy the blessing of the United States. Here we go. In Congress. July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, 
to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. And then they go on to list fact after fact after fact after fact of all the things that the King of England has done. I'll just read a couple of them. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond the seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for suspending our own legislatures, he has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be ruler of a free people. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States, States of America, in general Congress assembled, appeal, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of a right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And for the support of this declaration, with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And that's how the uh, document concludes. It is well known, although of late disputed, but well known that almost all of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were strong Christians. In fact, if you look at their uh, degrees that they held and look at the education they had, you would find that approximately 29 of the 56 signers, so over half of the signers of the Declaration, had what would be considered seminary degrees today. And the others, many of them were outspoken about their Christianity. Of course, Benjamin Franklin is often, and Thomas Jefferson, those other, and as a founder, uh, others are often quoted as saying, well, they're not Christians. Well, indeed, uh, some of the statements they make, you'd wonder, maybe they're not. Even Ben Franklin, um, considered one of the least religious of our framers, but he requested at the Constitutional Convention later on, not the Declaration of Independence, but at the Constitutional Convention, he requested prayer before each session. Ben Franklin said, and I quote, I have lived, sir, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men.
And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? And so he requested prayers each day of the Constitutional Convention as Ben Franklin. Others are less familiar to us than Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. So I want to go through just a couple of them to close out here. Charles Carroll. And at the end of his life, Charles Carroll spoke this way. He said, I give and bequeath my soul to God who gave it, my body to the earth, hoping that through and by the merits, the sufferings, and the meditation of only my Savior, Jesus Christ, may I be admitted into his kingdom, prepared by God for those who love, fear, and truly serve him. Charles Carroll, Roman Catholic. I think the only Roman Catholic of our founding fathers. John Jay, who was not a signer of the Declaration of Independence, but was our first Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. I love his quote here. Couldn't get away with this today. But here's the quote from John Jay, our first Chief Justice. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty, as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation, to select and prefer Christians for our rulers. How about that, John Jay? Robert Treat Payne, a signer of the Declaration of Independence, had the following to say, I desire to bless and praise the name of God Most High for appointing me my birth in a land of gospel light where the glorious tidings of a Savior and of pardon and salvation through him have been continually sounding in my ears. I believe the Bible to be the written word of God and to contain in it the whole rule of faith and manners. Shouldn't we follow Robert Treat Payne's statement and say, we today bless and praise God for appointing us to be born in a place where we can hear the gospel and the glorious tidings of our Savior are continually resounding in our ears. What a blessing. John Witherspoon, another signer of the Declaration of Independence. You may not have heard of him, but this is what he said. He said, there is no salvation in any other than in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And also, he said, I shall now conclude my discourse by preaching this Savior to all who would hear me, and entreating you in the most earnest manner to believe in Jesus Christ, for there is no salvation in any other. It's great to have politicians, leaders of our nation, who make those kind of statements, isn't it? Benjamin Rush, another signer of the Declaration of Independence, and he's the father of American medicine. He wrote a couple of great things here. I'll just quote to you. The gospel of Jesus Christ prescribes the wisest rules for just conduct in every situation of life. Happy are they who are enabled to obey them in all situations. My only hope of salvation is in the infinite, transcendent love of God, manifested to the world by the death of his Son on the cross. Nothing but his blood will wash away my sins. I rely exclusively upon it. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. What a great guy. Another thing he said, the great enemy of the salvation of man, in my opinion, the great enemy of the salvation of man, in my opinion, never invented a more effective means of limiting Christianity from the world than by persuading mankind that it was improper to read the Bible at schools. There it is. He says, Satan never invented a more effective means of limiting Christianity than by persuading us that it's improper to read the Bible at schools, our founding father. Benjamin Rush. How about that? He also said, Christianity is the only true and perfect religion, and in proportion as mankind adopt its principles and obey its precepts, they will be wise and happy. And finally, last quote for us today, still also from Benjamin Rush. I do not believe that the Constitution was an offspring of inspiration, but I am as satisfied 
that it is as much a work of divine providence as any of the miracles recorded in the Old and New Testament. Benjamin Rush believed that the Constitution in this case, but the Declaration of Independence also, were a work of divine providence, were a work of God, were a miracle just as much as the miracles of the Old and New Testament. What a blessing it is that we have to live in the land in which we live. So today, as you give thanks, as you celebrate, make sure you give thanks to God for the blessings of life in this great nation. That's what we got for you today. I want to encourage you to email us at eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. That's eaglesonthehill211, no spaces, no dots, dash, dashes, no dots, no underscores, just straight through eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to encourage you to continue to be blessed as you uh, grow in faith and as you uh, love Jesus. Remember, as we close, the promise of God in Isaiah 40. We'll shorten it up for you today just so you get it. Those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. Have a great week celebrating our nation.